Hold up. Is that real life? What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Be Real with Bonnie. Today, I'm actually going to turn the table and let Kirsten do the interview towards me. Hey, guys, what's up? So we are going to start this episode off with a burning question. So, Bonnie, I'm going to let you draw from this deck of cards. Okay, question is, what reality show would you love to be on? That's the easiest one. If it, all my people know me, it's The Real Housewives. And I think they need to bring it to Oklahoma and see real life. Right as I read the question, I knew that was going to be your answer. <laughs> it's me. We love those housewives. We do love them, but they need like real, not my husband makes up a jillion dollars. Like real life stuff. Do yeah. you think they would let me on it because I'm a stepmom? Yeah, you could be the um, friend. The friend. The friend. <laughs> what do they call that one? Like, they cast him as a friend for mm-hmm. the season. Yeah. yeah. And then see if they make it. I would also do my interviews in my pantry because I have a real chandelier in there. Oh, yeah. And that's where I would do my interviews. Mine would be my closet because I have a chandelier in there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks see, to we, you. We have it all planned out. I think it would be great. I think it would be so much fun. Pickups, drop-offs, McDonald's almost every other day for dinner. So healthy. I know. That's what we're here for. But that's real life. Be real. Yeah. The real housewives. The real housewives. (laughs) Okay. So we are going to get into this episode by me asking you a bunch of random questions. Okay. Um, So for starters, we're going to start off with where did you grow up at? I grew up in a small town in Oklahoma. That was after I lived, was born in New Mexico, then moved to Texas, then moved back to Oklahoma, where my parents are from and uh, my parents got a divorce which led us to the small town my mom met my sister's dad okay so obviously positives and negatives about living in a small town let's talk about the positives first uh positives okay so I still have a couple of girlfriends that I'm super close with um we got to play, we've all pretty much lived on land, and if you didn't, then you came to the friend's house that lived on land, and played till dark, um, four-wheelers, three-wheelers, you name it, we played on it. Um, the memories of being able to just be a kid and not have to worry about anything, coming home at dark, we wanted to be outside. There was no way you would catch us kids inside, so I would say not necessarily having to worry about your children as opposed to a big city and then um, the friendships that I gained from it and still because I graduated with a small class so therefore we kind of all knew each other and still kind of do mm-hmm. but the friendships and the memories I would say I didn't grow up in a small town so growing up it was like very city life for me and I wish I would have grown up in a small town just because of like what you described just and I feel like it's a lot safer too yeah for sure a lot safer we didn't I mean our parents never had to worry about us and everybody knows everybody too and that's not necessarily (laughs) always a good thing but yes so your parents I mean going to a small school like you didn't even know you were in trouble till you got home Mm -hmm. and your parents knew before you did oh yeah they knew right away so what were some negatives about living in a small town Uh, Like I previously stated, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's drama. Um, I think that's probably like the biggest ones. And then you kind of, well, at least for me, I got caught up in the small town, like dynamic and 
But if you aren't born and raised there, you're kind of an outcast. Mm -hmm. And I learned that later on in life. I never really felt that growing up there. But like once I finally left the town, it's like you're an outcast. Yeah, well, and you probably made friends like super quick too. So it wasn't like one of those things where like you felt like an outcast because you couldn't make friends, you know, like coming into a new small town, it's like, oh, there's the new girl. Oh, 100%. I was in fourth grade when I moved there. My brother struggled more than I did with it. He was older, but um, no, I made friends like right off the bat, kept the friends. Still friends. Still friends. Did all the sports, all the, you know. All the things. Small town things. So what was your first job you had? That would be the good old Sonic. That was a big deal too when Sonic moved in because we had a Daylight Donuts that shared with Subway and when Sonic came in, it was just like the up and coming. But I, I had a couple friends already working there because I was younger. Mm-hmm. And so I think back then you, I started at like 15. And so, um, yeah. So here's the Sonic. question. Did you skate around as a car hop or no? I did not. I did not. That was before my time. I probably would have. No, I think we had a couple people that did it actually. But I did not. I did not. I am... Um, very clumsy if I'm like not playing sports. I'm a very, very clumsy person. Let alone on some wheels carrying a tray of drinks out. Of all the things. Sorry, let me go remake your drinks. (laughs) Dinner and a show. Dinner and a show on the house. Here you go. (laughs) I don't expect a tip for that. (laughs) No. No. Um, What was life for you like post high school? Post high school, um, I went to a community college and finished my associates thought I wanted to be a big girl and have a real job wouldn't recommend would not recommend growing up it's not fun so worked at the small bank in the town and um gosh what was minimum wage back then I don't know but that's what we got paid and it was awful it was awful but worked at the bank and then realized it's time to go back to college and get a degree but Also, that decision on staying was based upon my high school sweetheart at the time. He was getting baseball scholarships and things like that. And so um, he decided, I guess, and so did I, but whatever, to stay around the small town, like around our small town. And he ended up playing baseball for a college actually kind of down the street. What did you go to college for? Elementary education. Are you a teacher right now? (laughs) Depends on the subject. Well, you had to be a teacher for a little bit during COVID. Uh, Yes, I did. That was super fun. That's why I realized, no, I am not. Um, Things are different nowadays when it comes to schools and elementary. And I don't know, like where I grew up, you got swats. I got it twice. Didn't learn the first time. Took two times to do it. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Bradshaw. But that's not really a thing anymore in the I don't know just nope did not I do not I have not done that have mm-hmm. you ever got the urge to want to go be a teacher uh no I was in my last internship and the whole time mind you my dad retired as a school teacher and my the whole time my dad was like don't do it don't do it don't do it and then he even told um our good friend TK because she taught for a year and he was like don't do it she only had a and year she only did a year later now they're thriving but I just wanted to and then nope never I was like I'm good so I went to my 
counselor and was like, this is not, this is not it. This is not for me. I think every little girl wants to be a teacher, though, growing up. Oh, yeah. And if you, like, grew up in a small town, having the high school sweetheart, you're like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher in the small town, and what, he's probably going to be a baseball coach? I don't know. I think <laughs> I did, like, finances or something. <laughs> he went to college for business. But, yeah, that was the biggest thing, too, and I think... I was a little, I guess you could say, naive growing up because I didn't know there were so many options that you could be when you grew up. I knew I always wanted to be a teacher because my dad did it, and I loved it, and I love bossing people around. I love talking, clearly. I love, you know, the chalkboard. The things that I remember, too, is when the teachers would write on the chalkboard and their bracelets would hit. I don't know why. I was like, oh, I'm going to wear dangly bracelets. I want the ugly sweaters with the ABCs on them. The long skirts. The long skirts, just, you know. The clicky-clack shoes the walking shoes down the, the hallway. <laughs> like, I want the whole nine yards. And I, But again, I didn't realize there were so many options out there. I mean, the girlfriends that I kept really close to me, they are, like, thriving in life. And, like, they went above and beyond with their education. But, like, you know influencers I mean no way my small town was like hey show people your clothes and tell them to swipe up and you're gonna make bajillions of dollars but social media wasn't it wasn't a thing then here's an example though here's a prime example number one my husband and I's business and it's thriving it's doing great didn't know that you could start your own excavation business thought you had to call somebody Uh, we have a good friend that owns a trash service who would have known you could be well in life with every bit of 25 old cars, you know, living on the lake, all the things. And you own a trash and you business. you own a trash business. Had no idea. No idea. I think it's like that mindset of, speaking of trash business, there's my, my trash bill for... Oh, They're not going to pick up your trash <laughs> Right? Um, but I think in like those small towns, it's like you are going to grow up go to college maybe, and then you're going to come back and work in that small town, and you are only seeing the occupations that are in that small town. I would agree with that. I would agree. I mean, now, like, being older and seeing all the people that I did graduate with or I went to high school with or anything like that and the things that they're doing, um, 100%. But, I, yeah, I always wanted to go back, go back and teach at the town that I grew up in. But there was a reason why I also wanted to be a teacher except for, you know, minus the chalkboard and the dangly bracelets and things. But it was my senior year, and I was in geometry. So, therefore, I was the only senior in that class, along with, like, freshmen and sophomores. So, I'm already like, oh, this is fun and embarrassing. But I just remember the teacher at the time, and she did this problem, and it was, it took, like, three whiteboards, chalkboards, whatever, to do the one problem. And she asked if anybody had any questions. And I raised my hand and I said, I did. And she goes, okay, what do you have questions about? And I said, I don't understand. And she says, understand what? And I said, anything. And she goes, this is a dry erase board. This is a dry erase marker. What don't you understand? And I literally had my book open, got up, flipped it and said, fuck this. And got up and left. Well, I had to aid for her the next hour. So I had to go back with like my tail between my legs and apologize. But it was like, you embarrassed me. Like, I'm already embarrassed being in here with a bunch of, like, freshmen and sophomores. And then you're going to... I never wanted a child, a student, or anything to ever feel like that. Like, my opinion, especially in math, because... Math is terrible. 
Oh, I love math. It's my favorite. Oh. Because there's so many different ways you can get an answer. So it was just, I don't know. She wasn't always the nicest anyway, so it, it is what it is. But I just never, like that made it solid for me to want to go be a teacher because I don't ever want a child to feel dumb or that was a dumb question. I mean, I know that there is dumb questions, but it took you three, you know, things to explain one problem. But I think that kind of goes to like your mentality though of, oh, you say I can't do it or you're going to like underestimate me or make me look stupid. I'm going to do it like 10 times better and like show you that I can do it and be like, screw you. I did it. Oh, 100%. That's where it it comes from. (laughs) That's where it all started. The old senior year with the math teacher. But yeah, I, I'm more that way. The older I get, it's like, I dare you to underestimate me. Like actually, please do. Actually, look, there's a sign. It says underestimate me. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Hanging up in my office. I mean, my husband still learns that daily. It's okay. Okay. So yeah, that's pretty much, that was like the main reason too, though, like besides all the fun stuff and getting to green papers and until they made it a thing, you know, you shouldn't use red ink. Boo. I know. So what if we used purple? Is that going to turn like a bad color? I I would have used pink. Um, So you said you like to talk earlier. Yeah. So why do you want to start a podcast? Well, obvious reason number one. Um, I think I have too much like to share and some of the things that has happened in my life personally, you can't make the shit up. And then... I think I'm hilarious and I also make situations that are serious I mean we'll be serious in the moment but then we're gonna laugh about it later like we're gonna find the good and the positive to come out of this because everything happens for a reason but um, and I think that I have too, like the stuff that I have been through in life not to share that and offer like just talk about how I got over it and how it affected me and made me the person that I am today. Well, I feel like more often than not, people are so, oh, this happened to me. There's no way this happened to anybody else. And you're willing to share like your experiences. Some of the girls might get on and share like experiences that they've gone through too. And that could be a helping hand to somebody going through that same thing. Like, oh, I'm not the only one who experienced this. You're not alone out there with whatever it might be. 100%. I think too, a lot of people don't talk. They're like, oh, nobody can find out about this or nobody like they won't understand or like you said you know oh you know nobody else has been through this but there's I mean helping hand everywhere and if I can get I mean if I can make somebody laugh or somebody be like oh I didn't think to do that or oh that's funny or whatever well and everybody has skeletons in their closet too and the thing is is everybody does and I understand not sharing all of them I mean I am not here for that it's not you know my story to tell or all the things, but it's like, I don't mind sharing mine. And like I said, it's made me into the person that I am today. And if I can like give somebody a different outlook or a different perspective, then, you know, let's just sweep it under the rug and not talk about it. Like that bottling up inside you personally, again, not therapist here. I don't feel like that's healthy. Like, let's get that rug. Let's rip it up. Let's put it in the bonfire and cheers a beer to it and let's go on about our married ways if there is a solution at the end of it let's get to it well and i think like the whole sweeping under the rug thing is such a generational thing oh 
Yeah. And it's sad because it's like mental health is okay. Like you can talk about the things that have happened. And I think like one of the things that I've learned from you since we've known each other for what? Three years, four years? Yeah, somewhere there. A couple years. Is that you're not going to judge like no matter what I come to you about. Like you're going to give me your opinion, but you're also not going to judge like what I do at the end of the day. Oh, no. And I don't think I've ever been that way towards like anybody else. Like I'm going to be there and like support you through it. Like no matter what, I'll give you my opinion, but I'm going to be there and support you because at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want, but they still need, you know, somebody that's going to listen to them. Yes. And the listening thing is another thing. It's very important to have that safety net and to have somebody to listen to. And I know that, I mean, I've been through things in life and it's just like, you don't feel like anybody's listening to you or cares or any of that. I just know that feeling kind of going back to like being a student. I don't ever want anybody to ever feel that way. Unheard. Unheard. Because everybody's feelings are valid. Their emotions are valid. Their, you know, thoughts are valid. I mean, to an extent sometimes, you know, you get those ones and you're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Next. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Should we record you and let you listen to yourself? No, but I think that's the biggest thing. I don't know. I like, again, I like to talk. I like to voice my opinion when I'm learning that as well. Like sometimes just listen, don't voice your opinion. But, um, and it's funny you said the generational thing because I really take after my great grandma, Tucker, shout out. I mean, she's dead, but whatever. But like she gave her opinion all the time and didn't care, did not care. And there, there was no sweeping things under the rug. So that's where you get it from. Oh, Tucker and Grandma Pat. Oh, 100% boy. I'm a Jordan. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So outside of, like, starting your podcast, what do you? What else do you do? I am a stay-at-home mom to two beautiful children, and then I help my husband run our business. So he does the front end and the manual labor and the bids and all the things, and then I do the back end with the paperwork and errands and cutting checks and Sometimes I have to go collect the money, and that's the fun part. And go to job sites to drop off a tool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I hit, like, you know, trailers, because I'm not used to driving. I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. people's trailers. On the job site. On the job site in front of them. Did that one time, folks, but still. Yeah. I I forgot about that. I wear many hats. What is the most difficult thing about being a stay-at-home mom? I... I feel like now where I'm at being a stay-at-home mom because like both kids are in school so it gives me more alone time but I would say at the very beginning of it mind you I've been a stay-at-home mom twice so both times I got pregnant I got laid off (laughs) so I don't really know (laughs) like some people may not think that's funny I do I personally think it's hilarious like we we make a joke about everything we make a joke about everything um but the second go around I mean, it's blessed. God has blessed us, and my husband is very great at his job, and it, like lets me, lets me. I don't know how you would word that, but I mean, it's worked out that I've gotten to stay home. But at first, it was. I mean, I would feel like the four walls were closing in, and but with our daughter, I was just, I was mentally unstable. Postpartum is a thing. It's a thing. That'll I, be another episode. Yes, I had the opposite though. Like I didn't want anybody touching her, um, but I think. 
the four walls closing in, not feeling like you have a purpose besides cooking, cleaning, keeping the littles alive. Where as of now, I have like, I think refound myself. So I would say, stay at home mom. I think the hardest thing is like you fall into a pattern. And I mean, I'm talking like, you don't change your clothes for a couple days and you don't take showers for a couple days. And it's just like, you look at yourself and you're like, what happened? Well, and like with both kids being in school, you are able to do more for you. Like this past year, like you joined a mom's group soccer on Thursdays and you were playing soccer on Thursdays, or we might go get pedicures during the day. Like you have free time to be able to take care of yourself now. So you feel like you are back to you. I definitely, definitely do things. Like yesterday I went and got my nails done and then I went home and did payroll and all the other things, but the nails came before that. Well, you can't click clack on the keyboard with McDonald's now. The gold bitch is back. That's me. Yeah. Literally gold nails. (laughs) That's why I said that. But yeah, I think one of the cons to that is you kind of get lost and you just kind of feel like you're in a repetitive thing. And then, you know, you have your husband who's out working and seeing people and talking to like adults every day. And you're, you're like, I just here. want to talk to an adult. Yeah, or just mow the yard. Oh, Back yeah. To that. But just want to mow the yard. Yeah, I think that's pretty much that one. What is the most rewarding thing about being a stay-at-home mom? This is, oh, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I get to do all the school functions. I get to be there for my kids, drop them off, pick them up. My daughter wants to ride the school bus so bad, but I'm not letting her. But you I can't mean, be last in line picking I her up. I cannot be last in line or close to it. But I set those bars. <laughs> I set those bars at the very beginning. Um, and it's starting to happen with our son. Like when I go to pick him up, he's like standing up, looking around the corner. I'm like, dang, guys. The eyes, sure. the eyes and the faux hawk, they're just right, they're right there. there. They're right there. And then he claps, he gets so excited. Just warms me a little heart. But, um, I get to be there. I was there for all the firsts of their walks, their talks. I mean, I don't really remember with little, but it's okay. I know I was there. I think I recorded it in his baby book, maybe go back and reminisce on that later. Uh, but just, you know, if you get a phone call and the kids are sick or, you know, they forgot their snacks that they're responsible for. Yeah, that happened today. Um, just things like that. Like you... I don't know. I just feel right now on my stage in life as being a stay-at-home mom, like I am capable, capable, obviously, but I am able to be there for them. And then I'm able to like go have day dates with my husband and go eat or, you know, whatever. Well, and day dates, obviously that's a positive of being a stay-at-home mom and business owner because you guys get that time during the day to spend together. Like you can go on day dates or he can come to an event at school. Like you guys can set your schedule to where you guys can both be present. Right. If, unless, you know, work super, super busy, but yes, positives. But there will always be a parent. That is there. That is there. Because I also know the feeling of that not oh, being there. So. Maybe one day Shane can put you and I in an excavator and we can go dig and he can do all the mom stuff. Uh, yeah. Let me know when. I would live for that. But, I mean, I can't even drive a dually without hitting a trailer. Up the insurance, boys. <laughs> and you want me to drive a giraffe machine. Oh, we can do it. Yeah, totally. Surely. Maybe not. We, I know we can. It's just then they'll expect it. Oh, yeah. No Can go do snow removal. Just got the nails dead. They yeah. can stay home with the kids for 22 hours, and we can oh, go do snow removal. <laughs> heavens, yes. No, it's too cold for that. Okay. 
Um, what would you say is one of your greatest strengths? My greatest strengths. I love to love. I love to show people love. I love to show people I am there for them. Um, loving and helping. I agree. There was one time, um, I don't remember what semester it was in, grad school. Woohoo! Last semester, we're starting next Tuesday. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Above. Lord. She texted me one night, and because I do evening classes because I work full time, and she was like, Hey, I just left uh, dinner in your fridge. You'll have dinner for like the next three nights. I think that's so accurate because you're love languages for other people are acts of service like you will go above and beyond for your people so big it just reminds me like when us the five is it four or five i think it's five it's five if we count me but like birthdays like i love to make people feel special on their birthdays so yeah real special <laughs> We did yours, and there's a whole story behind it, but it was a bachelorette scene. No, she's not engaged. I wasn't even dating anybody at the time of my birthday not last year. Not anybody. Um, but, like I said, there was a story. She was going to do a photo shoot, not even know the guy, and it was going to be, like, a thing. Yeah, it was going to be a bride. Yeah. And she was going to be the bride, so I was like, your golden birthday's here. So we're going to throw a bachelorette party theme birthday pool party. And then, you know, the other girls, like, we get the shirts made. We, you know, try to theme it out as best as we can. I had a white swimsuit that said, I said yes. Yep, yep. And a veil. And we had wedding balloons and all the things. Like, I just, I want especially birthdays. Because let's be honest, when you become a mom, Mother's Day, is not, that's not a thing. That is not a thing. Spoiler alert, if you are pregnant... You will still have to be a mom. You will still have the worries and the anxiety and all the things. It's just another day. Like, you might get a nap, so that's a plus. But probably not. But probably not because your kids will be beaten on the door wondering where you're at. But especially birthdays. Like, I I mean, Shane's birthday, his 40th, we went to Florida, and I had the bathing suits with his face made on it. Oh, yeah, you go all out. I go out all out because I just want everybody that I love to know that I love them and to, you know, oh, I got to do it big for your 40th. All right. Anyways, next question. What's Shane and I will get on that. I'm knocking on that door. Get the passports out, kids. Yeah. We're not staying in America for this one. No. <laughs> what is one of your weaknesses? I think, honestly, sometimes I love too hard when I'm not loved back. Um, and I put up with too much when I shouldn't. Um. And two of the ones that I love, their problems are my problems. And I think sometimes I'm learning, and the older I get, I'm learning, like, boundaries. And to not, it, I mean, it's going to affect me when my loved ones, like, they're going through something or they're upset or all those kinds of things. But putting a boundary up to, like, okay, this is as far as I'm going to let this control me. I think you have to get to like a certain point in whatever you're going through though to be able to realize I have to put the boundary up for me and for my own like well-being. Yes. But until like you see somebody else do that like in your friend group or your family, you're not going to know like how to even go about that. 
Oh, 100%. And I think another weakness for me, though, too, is that, like, sometimes I do too much. Like, I, I'm learning to say no, and I'm learning when to say no and how to say no and things like that. And, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, people-pleasing, but... You know, you could call and be like, hey, switch out the clothes in the dryer. And then, you know, we've got like Shane wanted me to go over here and do this. And it's like going to be all within the same time and I'll make it happen. But it's like I run myself ragged because I don't want to tell you guys no. I think it's an ADHD thing, though. Yeah, probably. Like we always are like having to go, go, go and want to do but when we're at home doing nothing, like, yes, it's nice. But it's like I can only do this for like one night before I'm like. Okay, I've cleaned out all my closets. Yeah. Like, I'm going nuts, especially yeah. when it's cold outside. Because you can't, like, take the kids outside and do something. Oh, heavens to Betsy's no. That's why, like, the group says I'm, like, the activity mom. You're the activity planner. I'm the activity planner. It's me. There's a strength. Yeah. <laughs> what are two of your biggest pet peeves? Oh. I would say, like, minute would be smacking, but my daughter does it so bad. I think that's why it's a pet peeve. Um, and then I think another one is is when people are fake. And I'm not talking, like, fake toddies and Botox and lips <laughs> and nails and weaves and stuff because, well, that's all me, but... <laughs> Which will be another episode. Plastic surgery's gone wrong. Um, But, like, just be true. Just be yourself. Just don't put on a front. Be yourself. If people aren't going to like it, like, that's why God put us all different, made us all different, put us on this earth together. Not everybody's going to like everybody, and that's totally fine. My mom has said my entire life, I am the type of person that you either love or you hate. And I feel like hate's a very strong word, but whatever. Um... We do not use that word because it is a strong word. The only thing we need is the devil and snakes. You can't do snakes. But just be yourself. Like, you don't need to put up a front. You don't need to put on this, like, either good, bad, or indifferent, you know, front to people to try to get to like you. A fake personality. And when people play the victim. Oh, that's a good I one. I cannot stand. Yes, We've all been there. We've done that. but We all have our moments where we're feeling that way. It's it's, right. it's life. Like, it's life. It's emotion. But learn from it and move on. And don't hold grudges on it and just, I'm like, oh, man, repetitive. I have a lot of pet peeves. Let me get started here, folks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't. Don't be fake. Don't. Um, what did we just say? Don't be fake. Don't hold grudges. Don't grudges. And don't be the victim. Don't be the victim. Everybody is going through some sort of shit in their life. Just be you and own up to it. And if you make a mistake, say I made a mistake and move on from it. Say you're sorry. Fix the behavior. Yes. I mean. New day. Like, I don't make mistakes, so. Oh, yeah. I don't ever have to say that or I'm sorry. No. And I'm always right. I am always right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think those would be the, those would be the top. How would your friends describe you? Oh, my God. Probably the greatest. Do you want me to answer this question? <laughs> the greatest person God put on this earth. Mama bear right here. Um, I, I would hope they would say, like, loyal and true and funny. Go pokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go pokes on that one. Um, 
and just like somebody that they like they can count on and you never know what's going to happen hence the bachelorette themed birthday party i always got to trick up my sleeve and always a good time i feel like i'm a good time always thank you you just built a chair in my living room and it did i mean it was pretty comical you should have timed me time me Tiny, because I'm pretty sure I got it together in like, I don't know, 20 minutes. Not as quick as you chugged the beer in Mexico, though. No, no. That's where the timey thing came in at. Timey. Oh, catamaran. Listen, where I grew up, there was a lake, and we did a lot of beer bonging on it. So you were prepared for Mexico. I was very prepared. I am always prepared. Did it at Addie's wedding. You did? I I won my husband 20 uh, bucks. Gosh. That is my hidden talent. Is that your party trick? That is my point. If I was ever Miss America, that's what I would do. That's your talent. Hold on, (laughs) y'all. Get my beer bong ready. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do this. Salt it before we go down. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a good time, too. A girl tried to do it after me with a white claw, and I was like, you can't do that, honey. Your eyes got on water. Yeah, I know. She came up coughing, spitting it out there with the nose. You got to learn somehow. It's okay. We've all been there. We've all been there, but she was young. We've all been there. She's probably looking at me like... Old bitch, you know what you're talking about. You're a stay-at-home mom. You don't act like that. Well, let me show well, you. Again, Real Housewives, okay? Real Housewives. What would Oklahoma. you? What would your tagline be if you're on Real Housewives of Oklahoma? Oh, okay, so we had one. Do you not remember when we were going to do my birthday theme of this? Oh we were all yes. Yellow dresses come out of the toter home, right? With yes. Beer and beer salt as our like thing that they the apple, have. the orange, right. the diamond, whatever it is. Um, I don't know what my tagline was. I don't think we got to mine. Mine was something about shoes. Yeah. Mine was probably like, I'm here, bitches. I don't know. It was a good one, though. Love me or hate me, I'm going to be here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, next episode, we'll have our taglines ready. That's how yes. we'll do the introduction. That is how we're going to do Give it. us a week. We'll think about it. Something will come up in the next week. We'll be like, there's our tagline. It'll, it just, it'll just come to us. I'll probably be at the office one day and be like, here's my tagline. <laughs> Save it. These case notes can wait. <laughs> yep. So, last question. Okay. If you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would it be? Oh, man. A lot. Do we have time? Um, my younger self, what would I tell myself? Don't sweat the small stuff. Um, as my dad always says, this too shall pass. Um... There's life outside a small town. <laughs> Heard I think that? That's probably the biggest one I would say. Um, the my exit of the small town is quite interesting as well. So uh, might do one on that. Oh boy! But I think I would honestly just have fun, go on the trips. Can't take the money with you but stay true to yourself. That's what I would say. Stay true to yourself. Know what you want and keep going for it and don't let a boy stop you. Never. No. But when you're in love and you have your whole life planned out, don't plan out your life. Yeah, don't plan it out. Oh, man. Don't be dumb. That's what I Okay, so, okay, this is another question. Okay. Were you the... Okay, no, that, that was more of a statement. So... Did you plan your life out? Like, yeah. But okay, what was the timeline on it? Oh, timeline. I don't like know. by twenty five, were you going to oh, be married I was with kids? Be married with kids, teaching at the school. Uh, we were going to have a yellow house on some land. Like I'm talking to the T. But mind you, also I had moved on from my high school sweetheart 
to a guy that I grew up with that was my best friend. And we fought like brother and sister growing up. I mean, we got grounded from each other, but we were always each other's dates to everything and all that. And then go into our 20s and we decided to give it a go. And uh, yeah, no, we were still the same as we were back then. I mean, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to, you know, be mean or anything. But uh, I thought that was it. And that's who I was going to marry and have children with. And we were going to build our house. And I mean, we did build a house. I got ripped off the plans. Learn that. Um, so what we're saying is never put a timeline on anything because it's probably not going to work. It's not, it's not going to. God has a plan. And if you can't trust this plan, don't trust your own. Timing's always perfect. Yep. His timing is always perfect. 52 days. Boom. Boom. Yep. Yeah, well, wiped up. Got wiped up in 52 days. <laughs> Not from my small town either. I can tell you that much. She got out of her small town. There's her advice, kids. Get out of the small town. Get out of the small town. Don't put a timeline on anything and live your best life. Live your best life. Be true to yourself. I think that's a big one. And if you need to, put a boundary up. It's okay. Yeah. And chug the beer. Go for it. <laughs> Pray to do that. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on this. We hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you guys and talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, let's all be real.